the climate is changing the proper political debate would be how to deal with these risk said by steven professor of physics welcome back listeners to the new episode of talking climate change with yashnegi in this episode podcast we will talk about the antarctica which will be the final part of antarctica and it is part 2 so it was a very big gap between the antarctica 1 and antarctica 2 a gap of more than one week so i was preparing content for this podcast so i hope you like that podcast all my previous podcast and it really means a lot that you give so much time and you so much motivates me to prepare more high quality content on climate change for you guys and let's begin the antarctica is the earth's southernmost continent containing the geographic south pole located at coordinates of 80 degree south and 90 degree east as we know the antarctic is located at coordinates 82.8628 degree south and 135. dot for dot quad 0 degree east it has a total area of 14 million square kilometers making it the fifth largest continent in the area after asia africa north america and south america respectively it is also the southernmost continent and the coldest and driest region on earth antarctica is a desert with an annual precipitation of just 200 mm along the coast and far less in its hinterland the antarctica is the place on earth with the lowest temperature ever recorded its temperature can go down as much as minus 189.2 degrees celsius through though the average for the third quarter the coldest part of the year is minus 63 degrees celsius characteristics of antarctica it has no human settlements or human history however presently scientists there are many scientists who came in for research purposes living in it scattered across research stations on the continent tourists are now also visiting the continent around the year and on temporary level antarctica has large population of penguins seal and seabird living along the ross sea coastline in victoria land and certain animals such as mites nematodes and tardigrades and also light vegetation also occurs at tundra while life in the interior of trans antarctic range is three limited to bacteria lichens algae and fungi forests once covered the antarctica however with the gradual cooling associated with the breakup of the historical gondwana land these forests gradually disappeared and it is believed that the last few on the antarctica continent were on trans arctic mountains furthermore many experts believe that many biodiversity including some extinct and originally known species of plants and animals are still buried and preserved under its ice land and ice lake the arctic is located at coordinate 76.2506 degree north and 100.1140 degree west unlike the antarctica the arctic has human population on it including some indigenous population that lived on it for thousands of years it is geographically 14.5 million square kilometer which is 5.5 million square mile in size which consists of the ice covered arctic ocean and surrounding lands including all of greenland and spitsbergen and the northern parts of alaska canada norway and russia its boundary is defined by either 
the northern limit of stands of trees on land the line of average july temperature of minus uh, of sorry of 10 degree celsius which is 50 degree in fahrenheit or the arctic circle which is the imaginary line of latitude located at 66 degree 33 minute north so animals of the arctic includes reindeer polar bear arctic fox narwhal walrus seal ox moose orca and snowy owl and some of few others the antarctica is mountainous and has an average elevation of 2300 meters which is 7500 in feet making it the highest continent on earth the continent's highest peak is winson massif which stands at 4876 meters which is 16000 in feet high located in the western part of the continent beneath the eastern part of the antarctica it is not extremely very cold as a surface because of the presence of active volcano in antarctica which is mount erebus which is 3794 meters and 124 uh, 12447 in feet in tall located in the eastern its eastern part on the edge of the ross ice shelf a place where ice extend far over the ocean antarctica is one of the world's largest lake the lake vostok which is roughly the size of lake ontario in canada but it lies 4 kilometers 2 miles below the continental ice sheet and its water have been sealed from air and light under the tremendous pressure of the continental ice sheet for perhaps as long as over 30 million years can you imagine that over 30 million years antarctica is a sensitive indicator of a global change the polar ice cap holds within it a record of past atmosphere that go back 10 or even 100 of thousand of years allowing study of the earth's natural climate cycle against which the significance of recent changes can be judged and presently the antarctica is a de facto commonium governed by the parties to the antarctic treaty system that have consulting status 12 countries signed the antarctic treaty in 1959 and 38 have signed it since then the treaty prohibits military activities and mineral mining prohibits nuclear explosion and nuclear waste disposal supports scientific research and protects the continent's ecosystem let's talk about the territorial claims of the antarctica presently seven states maintain a territorial claim on eight territories in antarctica these countries have tended to cite their scientific observation and study facilities in antarctica within their respective territories These country includes Argentina, Australia, Chile, France, New Zealand, Norway and the United Kingdom. The Mary Bird Land the spelling is B Y R D land located at 90 degree west and 150 degree west remains unclaimed. So while a total of 30 countries as of October 2006 all signatories to the Antarctic Treaty operate seasonal in summer and year round research station on this icy continent there are two faces of the present day continent of antarctica one seen visually consists of the exposed rock and ice surface terrain the other seen only indirectly by seismic or other remote sensing 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 techniques consists of the ice buried bedrock surface both evolved through long and slow geologic processes 
effects of glacier erosion and deposition dominate everywhere in antarctica and erosional effects of running water are relatively minor yet on warm summer days rare and short lived streams of glacier melt water do locally exist the onyx river for example flows from lower right glacier terminus to empty into the non drained basin of lake wanda near mcmurdo sound glacier is sculpted landforms now predominant as they must have some 300 million years ago in an earlier period of continental glaciification of all of gondwana antarctica with an average elevation of about 7200 feet which is 2200 meters above sea level is the world's highest continent as i told you earlier in this podcast the vast ice sheet of east antarctica reach height of 11500 feet or more in four main center first is dome a argus at 81 degree south and 77 degree east another is dome c at 75 degree south and 125 degree east and another is dome fuji at 77 degree south and 40 degree east and vostok station at 77 degree south and 104 degree east without its ice however antarctica would probably average little more than about 1500 feet it would then consist of a far smaller continent which is east antarctica and a near island archipelago a vast lowland plain between 90 degree east and 150 degree east today's polar and wilkes subglacier basin would be fringed by the ranges of trans antarctic mountains of the gambert sub mountain which is 6500 to 30000 feet high the rest might be a uh, hilly to mountain terrain relief in general would be great with elevations ranging from 16066 feet at vinson massive in the sentinel range the highest point in antarctica to more than 8200 feet below sea level in an adjoining marine trough to the west areas that are now called lands including most of ellsworth land and meribyrd land would be beneath the sea let's talk about climate the unique weather and climate of antarctica provide the basis for its familiar appellations so home of the blizzard and white desert by far the coldest continent antarctica has winter temperature that ranges from minus 128 degree Uh, 0.6 degree fahrenheit which is minus 89.2 degree celsius the world's lowest recorded temperature measured at vostok station russia on july 21 1983 on the high inland ice sheet to minus 76 degree fahrenheit which is minus 60 degree celsius near sea level temperatures vary greatly from place to place but direct measurements in most places are generally available only for summer time only at fixed station operated since the igy have year round measurement been made winter temperatures rarely reach as high as 52 degree fahrenheit which is 11 degree celsius on the northern antarctic peninsula which because of its maritime influences is the warmest part of the continent mean temperatures of the coldest month are minus 4 to minus 22 degree fahrenheit on the coast and minus 40 to minus 94 degree fahrenheit in the interior the coldest period on the polar plateau being usually in late august just before the return of the sun whereas mid summer temperatures may reach as high as 59 degree fahrenheit on the antarctic 
Peninsula. Those elsewhere are usually much lower, ranging from a mean of about 32 degree Fahrenheit on the coast to between minus 4 and minus 31 degree Fahrenheit in the interior. Those temperatures are far lower than those of the Arctic, where monthly means range only from about 32 degree Fahrenheit in summer to minus 31 degree Fahrenheit in winter. International concern is increasing, you know, over the possibility of global warming, which is an amplification of Earth's greenhouse effect. The glacier and ice sheet of Antarctica may document such change, especially in West Antarctica. Average winter temperatures on the Antarctic Peninsula have increased by 10.8 degree Fahrenheit, which is 6 degree Celsius since 1960, and the disintegration of much of the Larsen ice shelf between January 1995 and March 2002 was largely attributed to climatic changes resulting from rising average air temperatures. Wind chill. The cooling power of wind on exposed surfaces is the major debilitating weather focus factor of Antarctic expeditions. Strong wind characterized most coastal regions, particularly of East Antarctica, where cold, dense air flows down the steep slopes of interior highland known as catabatic wind. They are a surface flow that may be smooth if of low velocity, but that may also become greatly turbulent, sweeping high any loose snow if a critical velocity is surpassed. This turbulent air may appear suddenly and is responsible for the brief and localized Antarctic blizzard, during which no, which no snow actually falls and skies above are clear. So blizzards are not actually produced by falling snow, but when high wind around 100 to 200 mph blow ground snow around, creating blinding conditions and snow drift that can cover local research station in an hour. The snowfall has accumulated over several million years to make Antarctica's average elevation which is 2.5 miles above sea level, making it the highest continent. But in a sense, it is also the lowest continent the landmass itself because of the weight of all that snow has been pushed down so heavily that some parts of the continent are actually under the sea level. The Antarctic atmosphere because of its low temperature contains only about one-tenth of the water vapor concentration found in temperate latitude. This atmospheric water largely comes from ice-free regions of the Southern Ocean and is transported in the troposphere into Antarctica, mostly in the 140 degree sector, which is 80 degree east to 140 degree west, from Wilkisland to Murray Bayard Land. Most of this water precipitates as, you know, along the continental margin. Rain is almost unknown. Despite the tremendous volume of potential liquid water stored as ice, Antarctica must be considered one of the world's great desert. The average precipitation is only about 2 inches per year over the polar plateau only, though considerably more, perhaps 10 times as much, falls in the coastal belt, lacking a heavy and protective water vapor-rich atmospheric layer, which in other areas absorbs and re-radiates to Earth's long wave radiation, the Antarctic surface readily loses heat energy into space. So there are many factors determining Antarctica's climate, but the primary one is the geometry 
of the sun earth relationship the 23.5 degree axial tilt of earth to its annual plane of orbit or ecliptic around the sun results in long winter nights and long summer days alternating both alternating between both polar region and causing seasonal variation in climate on mid winter day about june 21st the sun rays reach to only 23.5 degree not exact because of refraction from the south pole along the latitude of 66.5 degree south a line familiarly known as the antarctic circle although night theoretically is 6 month long at the geographic pole one month of this actually is a twilight period only a few coastal fringes lie north of the antarctic circle the amount of incoming solar radiation and thus heat depends additionally on the incident angle of the rays and therefore decreases inversely with latitude to reach a minimum at the geographic pole these and other factors are essentially the same for both polar region the region for their great climatic difference primarily lies in their reverse distribution of land and sea the arctic is an ocean surrounded by land while antarctica is a continent surrounded by ocean let us talk about the antarctic divergence and the antarctic convergence so first is the antarctic divergence so the east wind drift drives the water closest to antarctica which move in a westerly direction around the continent further out more further out from the continent the waters are driven by westerly wind called the west wind drift this westerly wind remains strong throughout most of the year in the southern hemisphere the coriolis effect deflects moving masses to the left the inner east wind drift moves toward the continent while the outer west wind drift moves away from the continent this creates an area of divergence called the antarctic divergence let us talk about the antarctic convergence the antarctic convergence is the irregular ocean zone that surrounds antarctica it is where warm deep water from the northern ocean collide with colder surface water from the southern ocean and the colder bottom water because the colder water is saltier and therefore more dense it flows beneath the warmer water this convergence brings the rich nutrients from the warmer waters into the cold water of the southern ocean these nutrients are necessary for photosynthesis and create the perfect environment for zooplankton and phytoplankton to thrive because plankton is so abundant they form the foundation of the food web a small shrimp like creature called krill feeds on the plankton if you have listened my previous podcast with full concentration you know that i have you know i have many times said about this thing called krill so krill is nothing but a general term used to describe about 85 species of crustaceans found in open ocean they belong to a group of crustaceans called euphosilids and look like smaller version of familiar crustaceans such as prawn or lobster i i apologize for my english first of all because i am unable to pronounce this name and i am unable to remember these names so if i have said it wrongly please do let me know in my email id which will be given in the description below or above just do let me know but for the fact that i will i will put this spelling on the description box so make sure to read the description 
also along with the podcast so we talked about prawn and lobster so they range in size you know from small tropical species of less than a centimeter in length to little known deep sea giant that can reach 14 centimeters krill usually feed on the surface of the water at night and often sink deeper in the water column in the daytime the primary food of krill is phytoplankton which are microscopic ocean plants suspended in the upper water column where light is sufficient to allow for growth most of the antarctic creatures everything from pigeons to whale feed on krill without it the ecosystem would collapse antarctica provides the best available picture of the probable appearance 20000 years ago of northern north america under the great laurentide ice sheet some scientists contended that the initial glacier that thickened over time to become the vast east antarctic ice sheet originated in the gamberstuff mountain more than 14 million years ago other glaciers such as those forming in the sentinel range perhaps as early as 50 million years ago advanced down valleys to calve into the sea in west antarctica fringing ice shelves were built and later became grounded as glaciation intensified local ice cap developed covering west antarctica island group as well as the mountain ranges of east antarctica the ice cap eventually collapsed into great ice sheet that tied together west and east antarctica into the single continent that is known today except for a possible major deglaciation as recently as 3 million years ago the continent has been largely covered by ice since the first glaciers appeared casual factors leading to the birth and development of these continental ice sheet and then to their decay and death are nevertheless you know still poorly understood so the factors are complexly interrelated moreover once developed ice sheet tend to form independent climatic patterns and thus to be self perpetuating and eventually perhaps even self destructing guys it is very very big topic antarctica and i don't think that i would likely say that this is a final part please you know accept my apologies for saying that in the beginning of this podcast while preparing for this content frankly it was very 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 needed information to tell you guys so basically i think there will be more part coming for antarctica very soon i promise you it won't be uh, more than week time which i took right now and you know this was it about today's episode of antarctica and i will really make more parts about it and i know that you guys will take interest in this thing so thank you guys for catching with me and thank you for giving your valuable time to listen to my podcast it really means a lot to me and i promise you that the next podcast will bring more new content and you will find it very amazing so thank you so very much once again to listen to my podcast and you give so much valuable amount of time and love to my podcast i really like to read my feedback you know when i receive so much love in my email and it really motivates me to make more video so thank you so very much listeners it really means a lot to me and i will catch you guys up in the next episode of talking climate change with yashnegi 
Till then, be safe, have fun, peace out.